It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, you're here with El Bandito. Since it's the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, we didn't really come in the studio and bang out a whole new episode. Hopefully you caught some of our Facebook Live broadcast last night. That video should be out on Facebook and available now for you to check out, like, and comment and everything like that. And next week we'll have a whole new live episode Monday night at 9.30 where we're going to be talking about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with our special guest Kelly Jade. But for tonight, for the holiday, we figured I'd at least come in the studio and put together a little bit of a clip show for you. And one thing that I was really excited about that we did this past summer and I was really hoping would get some extra airplay was the Draft of Thrones so tonight I've put together all of the episodes uh, that we covered the Draft of Thrones. And that was our fantasy draft for the characters in Game of Thrones that Senor Boyle and I did. And that we kept up with week after week. So we've got seven weeks here where we cover each of the episodes. Uh, and just kind of little five, ten minute segments about each one. But compiled all together, they're going to make up our hour show tonight. So if you're all caught up on Game of Thrones and you weren't at the time and didn't get to listen or you just want to listen back to this because it's some pretty awesome stuff and some reminders of the fun and exciting show, uh, this ought to be a blast for you tonight. So anyways, I hope everyone's having a happy Thanksgiving. And without any further ado, let's jump into the first segment of the Draft of Thrones. If you're a follower of the many-faced God, then you were very happy last Sunday night when Game of Thrones premiered with Arya Stark herself, but trying on someone else's face and kicking some ass, taking some vengeance in the name of the Stark with with the... just amazing quote, the North remembers. I don't even know if they could call that a soft opening. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly can. That was a pretty hard-ass opening right there, it in my opinion. awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely was very good. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, you got to go check it out. And if you haven't seen it yet, take a moment to check out Fantasier online oh yeah this is a lot of fun guys yeah now this is something that senior boyle found out in the you know vast world of the internets out there and he brought to my attention and what they do is they do a fantasy draft for game of thrones where your players can win points based on your chosen draft picks either committing acts of violence or or, you know being naked on scene and all sorts of different stuff like that so it's very exciting it's very fun and we're definitely going to follow along for the next few weeks oh yeah since this is kind of a short wrap-up season for game of thrones (laughs) and we'd like to invite all of you guys to join us on the draft of thrones Death and death and movies, death and movies, who will die next, who will die next, who will die next, horns for nudity, and the violence, and the violence, with his schemes and stand his power, who will rule the Iron Throne, find out next week, find out next week, never this week, always next week.
<laughs> Man, now that's the way to get things going right there. I mean, that 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 opening uh, theme for Game of Thrones has become so iconic, man. I've heard so many different versions of it, but I like ours the best. <laughs> no doubt. Well, as we follow along here with the Draft of Thrones, we're going to try not to spoil too much of anything, but we would like to let everybody know who the best draft picks of the week were, who the highest scoring players were. Oh, yeah. So we're going to let you know right off the bat, Arya Stark coming in with a whopping Woo! 115 points drafted by Senor Boyle. Oh, you know? yeah. Now, I did get first pick in the draft, <laughs> but I have to say I chose Cersei only because I have a personal crush on Lena Henley and I just <laughs> want to do bad things to her. Hey, man, you know, hey, that was you at the first pick. You know, of course, my first pick was Arya. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Your first pick was Arya, and I believe your second pick was the Hound, was yes, it not? My, my a personal favorite. Not that I want to do anything sexy with him, but... <laughs> You know, I, I definitely love his character. I loved him in the books. I was actually him for Halloween one year. Absolutely. So, I absolutely. know I was Sandor for yes. Halloween one year. So yeah, talk about a, a combo right there. Yeah, so. maybe one of these days we'll we'll have to have our own Clegane Bowl. There you go. <laughs> well, we're kind of having that right now with this Fanzer thing. <laughs> it's me and El Bandito. Who's in the lead right now, El Bandito? Oh man, you're you're a clear <laughs> one hundred points ahead of me uh, th for for not only choosing Arya but also the Hound. Yes. who was also another one of the top scorers with a, a grand total of 35 points, yeah. um, who got um, y you know lots of points for cool sure. stuff we won't spoil for you, he, but you'll have to get out there and check it out. Anyone who has watched the show knows that the Hound has some great quotable lines, and, and that that's the thing, like you said, with some of the witty comebacks and stuff, that earns you points. But yeah. One of the newest things I like is that they earn points for food, which I know at first <laughs> you were kind of like, that's kind of dumb, but really, I think that was the only thing Cersei earned points in this week, wasn't it? Was her <laughs> drinking some wine. I'm yeah. sure that wasn't much of a spoiler, right? <laughs> no, no, I, I think that's okay. But no, what I think is funny is the status power thing I think is really funny, and one of the coolest things I like about it is you actually lost 25 points this week. Yes, Thanks I to did. Sam Tully out there who freaking got demoted to uh, like <laughs> Like shit cleaner. I call him the shit stir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we all remember from last season that he went to try to be a maester. Yes. Uh, yes. In that fancy city. What's the it called? Citadel. The yeah. Citadel. Yeah. yeah. Old town is the city, but yeah, the Citadel is where he's at. Okay. So they're officially saying like, since he has to start over to try to, you know, uh, apprentice to be a maester. Yes. He's starting off with like the lowest job possible, like cleaning toilets and oh. stuff for people. So they're, they're, classifying him as a demotion from the night night's watch maester to <laughs> well i gotta shit say, boy <laughs> i mean pretty much you know there's a lot of there must be a lot of you know uh, violent diarrhea going on at the uh, citadel because <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty epic like poop storm out there but speaking of the epic poop storm holy shit one of the first ever iconic pop like cameos to appear on the show, Mr. Ed Sheeran showing up to sing a little song and eat a bit of you know, what was that rabbit, rabbit. or something? Yeah, rabbit? Some rabbit. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, with with his Lannister company. Absolutely. And, uh, holy shit! If people lost their fucking marbles over this, I, I have to tell you, El Bandito. I've been reading a lot of this, man. I think people are just going kind of nuts about this. I mean. He, let me tell you the story on why Ed Sheeran actually was on set. Okay. Like, uh, Marzi Williams, you know, who plays Aria, sure. is a big fan. You know, she's a younger girl, and a lot of the younger girls like him. You know, sure. He's, he's like the that's new... a lot of the news I saw was people yeah. just being like, hell yeah, that's great. So the, the director was like, let's surprise her. 
you know, with him not even telling her he's going to be here. <laughs> so he was in total like costume and wow. stuff. And then he was there. So it was a really good hearted thing. Yeah, that's super nice. You know, and then, you know, he, he's a good singer. So they had him mm-hmm. kind of singing a song and stuff. And, and yeah, like the whole thing was, was just, you know, kind of really brought some heart to that particular faction yeah. that he's in that you're kind of like, oh, you never really get to see that side of the show. So I like the scene a lot. Me too. And I, and I think people are just being real jerks. People are like, oh, it offended me that they're trying to, you know, squeeze in like, you know, promotional stuff. He wasn't singing his hit songs or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's not going to come out with the Game of Thrones single next week, you know? It's <laughs> like, come on, Well, I'll, I'll be honest, not following a lot of music you know in the top 40 uh i didn't recognize him i didn't recognize his song he didn't bother me that he was there i you know i didn't think it was out of place i i thought it was a very heartwarming scene of aria getting a chance to see that like there's a lot of common people on the ground you know and not all these guys deserve to die but also i think it says something when you know she says to them hey i'm going to kill the queen yeah. And they just kind of laugh in her face, yeah, you know, because like, yeah, it seems silly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of hints at like, boy, if she really does, that's going to be a sort of like, oh, holy shit God. moment, you know? Well, you know, and just to bring it back to the real, you know, world real quick, too, I hear that Ed Sheeran's been getting so much shit over this that he actually had to close down his Twitter account. Oh, my God. Because he's just like, this is ridiculous. I went and tried to do something nice and like people are just being jerks. But dude, I'll, I'll tell the you. Internet. Yeah, I've heard that Ed Sheeran has gotten so much shit over it he's had to hire sam tully to come and clean up his twitter accounts <laughs> oh man well hey great return to game of thrones i know we enjoyed it we hope you guys are enjoying it too I, if you don't have it check it out on hbo oh man how long ago did that ed sheeran thing seem now man jeez well we hope y'all are enjoying your thanksgiving day there but we're gonna keep right on trucking with the draft of thrones that was week one let's go ahead and jump into week two well, I got to tell you all, Bandito, man, the last 10 minutes of Game of Thrones this week, <laughs> woo, that knocked know, my socks right? off. That got that got me some super points, man, because I had the entire Sand family. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's go ahead and drop the spoiler alert now, because oh, yeah. we're definitely going to talk about some shit that went down. If you didn't catch episode two, season seven of Game of Thrones, give us about two and a half to five minutes and then come back. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But, yeah, I was super excited because I had Euron Greyjoy, you know, the leader of the, uh, pretty much like the king of the Iron Islands right now. Absolutely. And And single highest scorer of the night. Oh, yeah. So I I was able to bank in 115 points with him, which then totaled out to be 190 points total for this week, you know, Mm -hmm. with all my other characters, which actually I think it was about the same amount of points I made last week. (laughs) But let's tell them about the all-time, you know, high-scoring champion so far, I think, for a single episode. (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah, I ended in raking in 450 points in a single night thanks to the Sand Sisters and the Greyjoys out there kicking some ass. Now, I'm referring to Yara and Theon, who got a maximum allotted value for killing red shirts as they, you know, cut their way through Euron troops as they boarded their ships and despite being conquered and their ass whipped and mostly murdered by the end of the show the truly memorable deaths that two of the sand sisters got scored them some extra bonus points for death flare so yes and i mean the thing is about that is you might have gotten those points this week but they can't get you no more points now yeah that's it enjoy them (laughs) while you've got them i totally (laughs) will man well yara Greyjoy and namiria sand both scores at 60 points they tied for second place behind Euron. yes so me having drafted both of them really cranked up the points on my front but 
overall, man, like I think Misandry and Grey Worm <laughs> getting it on really got my points on. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> they were they were tripping the night away. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yes you sent me an in-depth article about tripping yes a- a- after watching that which i have to say i rather didn't enjoy <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, you did enjoy you didn't enjoy yeah i'm pretty sure you already knew about that come on oh yeah. absolutely man yeah, yeah. Well, well, who do you think wrote that article oh thank you <laughs> just in case anybody's wondering a real quick one without you don't have to run the urban dictionary we're going to tell you what it is but you know tribbing tripping is when two females rub their uh private parts together and it creates this joyous sensation yeah friction <laughs> oh yeah scissor oh this is hot scissoring oh scissor me timbers <laughs> that's it yeah scissoring yeah yep. that's the that's the other the word yeah, yeah. for it but so. again since gray worm is castrated and all yes like that's, well he's a uh, eunuch so he oh, ain't got okay. nothing yes he yes. got he don't no balls yeah <laughs> took uh, took his dick and nuts <laughs> <laughs> but he took the twig and the berries twig and the berries yeah. yeah hey it was nice to see like aria kind of have like a happy episode you know she met an old yeah. friend she got a free pie <laughs> um she found out her her family overtook winterfell almost got her dog back <laughs> absolutely yeah and i like her kind of revelation too that uh that her wolf namiria also kind of grew into a different person and she said that line um that's that's not you or yes. or, that, or whatever and yes. it was very reminiscent of what ned told her in the yep. first season about aria not wanting to be a lady and learning how to fight yep. instead and everything yep. like that so yeah it was it was really a great scene to kind of help Arya realize who she was and my theory is that she will not continue to Winterfell and go I, back on her mission. I was I was kind of thinking yeah. that myself, El Bandito. But let me get one pun in for Nymeria. Okay. That's one big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh the the other interesting kind of little uh, tidbit behind all that is um uh Sansa made a really huge point last season to tell Jon Snow that no one could protect her that no one can protect yes. anyone yes and with Arya heading to winterfell if she does make it to winterfell the theory kind of goes that she will be able to protect sansa because a girl is no one yeah there you go so, yeah that's a good yeah, yeah. aria could be her protector now exactly now so. uh sansa still does have um brianne you know right. she's still but yeah from a political standpoint mm-hmm. i don't know if i'd be le- leaving uh peter baelish with sansa <laughs> i think you know i know you know i do like his character and i've yeah. read the books and stuff but I have to say, I was sitting there being like, if you're going to do it, John, now would probably be oh, the yeah. time yeah, to kill this the guy. Yeah, now's the time, man. <laughs> Don't dilly-dally. I mean, we saw Ned make that same mistake of oh, choking out yeah. Baelish and leaving him, you know, and seeing what happens. But, you know, they talk about, too, from the early seasons, how Sansa always sewed and made her own clothing and embroidery yeah. and yeah. how her style kind of changes throughout the seasons to reflect who she kind of emulates at the time. Yeah. And that her change in episode two of going back to like the big round pendant with the dagger yeah. in it and everything yeah. like that was very reminiscent of the first time that she was went with Baelish across the veil and everything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking she's kind of getting back into like kind of dark Sansa bitch mode. Could be. So we'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. All I have to say is after that choke out scene, the little finger remembers. <laughs> 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 so we'll see what happens. Oh, but, but hey man, you were definitely a high scorer this week. 
oh yeah, man, I was racking up the points way back there in week two, but we still got lots of Draft of Thrones coming up, and we're going to find out who actually won between me and Senor Bull. If you didn't catch it the first time around, this is our replay episode here on Thanksgiving, just a bit of a clip show for you guys. So we hope you're enjoying your meal and some cool, cool Game of Thrones action. So let's get right back to the Draft of Thrones. This will be week three. Oh, yeah, El Bandito. You know, we've been doing this for a few weeks now. Just if you people haven't been caught up yet, uh, you know, a few weeks back when the, sh- the Game of Thrones started, you know, we drafted some characters. What was it, about 56 characters yeah. between the, the two of us? Yeah, yeah, 56 characters still kicking. So for all those people out there that are like, well, I don't need to go back and watch Game of Thrones because I pretty much know everybody who died. There's 56 people who could still get killed. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. And Actually, three weeks in, I think it's 40-something people. Yeah, yeah. We've de- you know, I, I got to tell you, El Bandito, you're going to have to start killing some more of my guys so I can get some of those <laughs> death points. You know, uh, hey, you it's know. not for lack of trying on my guys' part, trust me. <laughs> yeah, it's real funny. You know, what it, the way it goes down is if your character dies a memorable death, that you get a, a good amount of points, yeah. which I would not, you know, compete that, you know, th- that those haven't been all memorable. memorable. <laughs> you know, they have, they, I mean, I definitely, yeah. uh, the, the final scene to this week's episode was just kind of like, Wow. Like, you know, talking about going out like a boss. No, definitely, definitely. (laughs) So we'll go ahead and officially drop the spoiler alert for the rest of this segment. So anyone who wants to join us in about four minutes, let us, you know, go ahead and get out what's going down on the show and uh, then come back and join us. But for right now, we're going to go ahead and we're going to run down the top two scores of the night and what they went through. Oh, man, what's going on? So kicking things off, Senior Bull actually had the highest scoring player of the night oh yeah uh, he had drafted uh the Oathbreaker himself jamie lannister <laughs> who earned himself a whopping 130 points in last night's episode oh yeah and uh he got some violence points for dropping the 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 old lady finally <laughs> <laughs> the queen of thorns yeah definitely one of my favorite characters but yeah she like we said she definitely went out like a boss yeah yeah and i have to say i think she got what was coming to her i mean i know she killed <laughs> yeah. some bad people but still she ain't never really seemed like a nice lady to me oh yeah she um, she always had so she said she was the queen of thorns baby yeah and it was funny how jamie gives that whole big long speech about trying to make sure that it's painless for her and all that shit then oh. she hits him with that bomb right at the end and you're like oh. All this pitch, man. Which, yeah, just, you know, I know she said, you know, Joffrey, what a cunt. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, she's definitely got it. She got her in. But the way she just downed that, like, poison, like, she's like, okay, that's good. And she just took it. I was just like, wow. Yeah, that's that's like a boss, man. But Jamie went on to get, well, actually, that was the end of the episode. So I guess earlier he had already gotten some some sex and nudity points. Oh, yeah. For having a a pretty fiercely romantic encounter with Cersei, (laughs) who I have drafted. Oh, so this, so this was a very uh, funny situation that we both yeah, got we, points. We, yeah, we got points for our characters banging. <laughs> um, and I don't know why they don't have like extra incest points on here. We should get some incest points. That's going true. On. That's true. I mean, you know, you know but definitely, man, that, yeah. that, was a, that was a good scene. I like how Cersei at this point, she just don't give a fuck. Oh, totally. Like she just answered the door with Jamie in the bed. It was just like, she's like, I'm the queen it, now. It, I, I have to say, it reminded me very much of this clip from Jack Nicholson in the old movie A Few Good Men. Okay. You haven't gotten a blowjob from a superior officer. Well, you're just letting the best in life pass you by. So uh, definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having the queen come in and you know work you over is pretty awesome. <laughs> I like how first Stu Jamie was like, no, 
no, <laughs> please yeah. don't. You know, and he just gave yeah, in. And then you're like, "What?" Well, that's pretty much how it always goes. But uh, he's like, "You want to get some of my knob right over here, my little nub?" <laughs> Talking about his hand, his hand yeah. nub. But that's what he was messing with when she first came in. He was like, kind of admiring. Yeah, he was, he had his taken his hand off, was trying to put it back on. Uh, he's probably embarrassed or something, man, oh, making I'm fun sure. of the poor guy. Uh, hey, I he's one of my drafted characters. I have a lot of. Faith in uh, Jamie well, Lannister. For all of the ladies out there who, you know, find him devilishly attractive like I do, um, <laughs> he, he does have some nice butt shots in that episode, <laughs> so have fun with that. But he earned his the most points um, for his status upgrade when he took Highgarden. Yes. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, he took he definitely uh he he uh sacked that castle pretty yeah. much. So yeah, was... and he got a whopping sixty points for that, which is great. Oh, yeah. A great upgrade and everything like that. He had Tarly there, mm-hmm. you know, uh Sam's dad, who he managed to convince to actually take High Garden and he promised it to him. So oh, yeah. you know, a little bit better at the game than Jon Snow. Jon Snow didn't <laughs> give anybody shit for anything. So uh, you know, he Jamie was living up to his word there. But I have to say one thing i was a little disappointed in was he didn't get any red shirt points for for killing red shirts because they like kind of skipped the battle sure and i was kind of like oh man i'm sure he got in there and and got a few and then i was thinking about it later and i was like dude he didn't have a drop of blood on him when he was oh talking yeah to Lady no Elena. he did it he did it he let so, he let his he let his people he's a commander yeah, you yeah. Know, so i was like you know what he probably didn't kill anybody he probably waltzed in there and killed it but i loved how it was shot i love that it cut oh, right yeah. to the end of the battle oh, because yeah. just moments earlier my top scorer of the night was uh, making a huge mess over at Casterly Rock. Uh, I had Grey Worm. Oh man! And now, th- now there's where it does differ. You know, Grey Worm was in the shit. Oh yeah, know? yeah. They like, show no him on it. screen yeah. just taking dudes <laughs> when he threw the spear at the guy. Oh you yeah, that, that was that killer. was awesome. So 110 points go to Grey Worm for maxing out the red shirt uh, kills at 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, then his status goes up by 60 points for being the commander who took Casterly Rock. Oh yeah. I think he should lose a couple points, though, for losing his entire fleet out on the ocean to <laughs> Euron. But, yeah, no, absolutely. All joking aside, yeah, like Grey Worm definitely stepped it up. I know we've mm-hmm. been, you know, we've seen the Unsullied, you know, in Marine and stuff like that. But just seeing them t- uh, fight a actual Westerosi army, you know, is really cool. You yeah. know, like it's just kind of like, wow, they, imagine how far they've traveled. And, man, they, they just kicked ass. And they used the whole thing with Tyrion's mm-hmm. uh, tunnel thing, which I know is an old story from i mean i know in the books they talk about it a lot that yeah yeah, yeah. tyron was like oh you want a special job at casterly rock you made the guy <laughs> take care of the toilet you know the sewers you know so yeah and and, and look how what goes around comes around you know but oh, i know yeah. we were talking about euron showing up and destroying their ship and now um the unsullied are cut off from the rest of the uh essos forces there oh yeah um, and they're kind of out on the other side of the country there's armies all around them and everything Mm -hmm. and so they're really screwed over and you brought up an interesting point that like that kind of intel to have (laughs) fucked over both the sand snakes (laughs) and for euron to be in the right place there and for jamie to have taken the army out of uh casterly rock it was just like almost a little too clever of cersei and her gang and uh, you brought up the interesting point that someone might be, uh, <laughs> might, might, might be a fly on the wall or perhaps a spider <laughs> on the wall over in Daenerys' camp. So we'll have to see if Varys really lives up to all of the kind of touting he's been doing about looking out for the people oh, and see if yeah. he's really looking out for himself. It will be very interesting to see. I mean, yeah. there, there definitely is. You know, we saw the exchange between him and Melisandre, and mm-hmm. like, you know, it seems like 
they both have their own missions that they're on. So yeah, it'd be oh, very... absolutely. But wow. you know, considering all that he's gone through to save Tyrion, yeah. and as earnest as he seems in all the speeches with Danny, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone else there who was spying on him. Sure, but sure. ultimately, we'll we'll have to wait and see who's got Cersei's back and oh. just. You know, speaking of Cersei, she got a bunch of points this week as well. She was the next highest scorer. Mm-hmm. You know, she got a bunch of points for, you know, killing uh, the, the last of the Sand Daughters there right in front of Valeria. Man, that was brutal. Oh, man. Talk about a revenge scene. It makes me think about like one of those old mafia movies where like totally. the guy gets a, he's pulling out the chainsaw or some crazy shit. You know, it's just <laughs> like, is it that, that akin? And it was just like, what is she doing? And like, as soon as she planted that one on her and started like, it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. shit. And the best you part know? was how she tells her, you, you'll, you'll, you know, we'll force feed you. We'll keep Valeria alive to watch her daughter rot and her body you know her face cave in and and she's telling her exactly what she said was the worst fear for her own daughter yeah after she found out that she had died so it wasn't just that she killed her daughter right in front of her but she is is making alaria live out cersei's own worst nightmare Uh, and that's that's pretty dark to wish that cold yeah to wish that on another person (laughs) you know but uh but cersei of course got a bunch of points also for you know, fooling around with Jamie and, yep. and her had some full frontal action there. Oh, yeah. Hot. Oh, yeah. Um, but also both of them got points for food. I left that out yes. when I was talking about Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, hey, well, that's good. I, I really like that little extra, you know, get a little <laughs> extra five points here and there. Yeah, so. yeah. So that was good. And and real quick, just to wrap up kind of the, the events of the week, um, I did want to make a quick, a quick, uh, you know, shout out to Sansa's hair. That oh. I, I know last week I kind of talked about it a lot, like looking like Cersei's hair. And yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. taking this queenly, queenly route and everything um, and kind of becoming darker and all that. And I started to realize this week that like with her braids and everything, uh-huh. she's wearing her hair like Caitlyn. Oh, not like good Cersei. Point. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so can she's see that. getting yeah. back to her kind of Starkian northern roots. Yeah. And finally t- trying to be more like her mom, who I think she really didn't connect with that much early on in the show you know oh yeah that's a very good call El bandito that yes yeah, she is like her mom would always wear those those braids so yeah yeah very cool man well it's been an action-packed you know draft of thrones for this week i can't wait to see what happens this upcoming sunday as things heat up <laughs> well senor boy was certainly calling it early there because episode four of game of thrones absolutely heated things up but man even after a huge thanksgiving meal like that I am looking forward to heating up some of these awesome, awesome leftovers. Oh, Thanksgiving leftovers are just the best. But you know what else was the best? Having DC Eric in studio to go over week four of the Draft of Thrones. Let's check it out in this awesome replay. Oh, man, it's that time, man. It's time for us to dig into the Draft of Thrones, man. So, DC Eric, have you watched Game of Thrones before? Uh, it's funny you ask that, man. Last summer, my wife and I tried to get into it. She's like, Eric, let's watch all the seasons, man. We'll binge them all out and get, you know, season, uh, what was it, six last summer? Yep. Yeah, six last time. Let's do, you know, fresh into season six. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, right? So she watches the first two with me. It was really cool. And then the, the, the rest of them she watched without me. I was in and out of the house doing stuff with my daughter, and she... Couldn't get enough, man. It was like he was breaking bad. It was, it was like, like a, a, she had to get the fix. She had to get right? the fix, man. And she banged them all out in like four weeks. And I'm like, I come back and I'm like, let's watch Game of Thrones. She goes, uh, about that. And I'm like, oh. oh. No. So basically, I have, to be honest, I have no clue what's going on, man. I dig the show. I dig the the, the visuals, the, the costumes, the acting's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, man, for that, I think you came back with a vengeance this week <laughs> in, the, in the draft of Thrones. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. Our, our, our two top scorers of course, being Daenerys, 
who came in, finally brought the fire, finally got to see the Dothraki fight a Westerosi army. Oh, yeah. And spoiler alert for anybody listening. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I but, think at this point people would know, hey, they're going to they're gonna yeah, throw it down. We're going to talk about Game yeah. of Thrones. But yes, bring in the dragon, and the dragon yes. finally crests over the hill. Yep. And Jamie Lannister pretty much shit his pants out there. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and things went crazy from there. So Danny got a lot of points for killing red shirts, for yeah. uh, sacking a city. She got major points for that. She ended up with a grand total of 120 points. Now, I, I mean, I guess the whole, I, I saw that sacking the city points. Yeah. I mean, I, are they giving her points for High Garden? I guess? I mean, I don't. I think I, that's what it is because remember High Garden's army was there with Dick in there? Yeah. You know, yeah, which is yeah. like the best name ever. And I love that Braun totally laughed in his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a character named Dickon. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I believe that's what they're doing because remember, just the week before, Jamie got the same thing. Yes, for, for sacking yeah. High Garden. So. so that's what I'm thinking that was for. But yeah, you want to talk about Brom? I mean, yeah. he. Does, I mean, talk about a character that hasn't been in there for a while, and then he just comes back and is like. I mean, I know me and El Bandito have our feelings about Danny, but I mean, I was kind of cheered for him. I was like, blast that thing, oh, Brom, blast that dragon. Dude, when Jamie got on that horse, riding down on her with that freaking spear, like it was a lance, I was like, please just kill Daenerys, just fucking kill her. That'd be so good just out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. And I was really worried that he was going to bite the bullet. I'm glad it kind of looked like he survived. Whew. But again, he's a one-armed man in armor who's sinking to the bottom of a lake, so... Yeah, we're going to have to see how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, and... and and I don't think we're sure as to whether or not that was Braun that saved him it, or it, if it was Dickin or someone else. I rolled know? it back and yeah, I couldn't, yeah. you couldn't really make it out. Yeah. So, so, so we'll have to mystery. see what happens there. But uh, a couple other interesting points about the episode, of course, very early on, um, Baelish came out with the cat's paw dagger that they've been oh, teasing yeah. on the oh, Entertainment yeah. Weekly cover, yep. all this stuff. And it was like a total fucking letdown. You know, he's just like, here, you can have this. He just gave it to fucking <laughs> Bran. And I was like, what? Hey, I totally like that because then Bran gave it to Arya. Yeah. So <laughs> I got points for Bran gaining <laughs> Valerian steel and then Arya gaining Valerian. <laughs> I was like, just keep handing that thing around, guys. <laughs> no, totally. You know, it's I'm glad it worked in your favor in that sense. And I do appreciate the fact that it was kind of a red herring. You sure. know, of, of uh, and, yeah. and it wasn't Baelish getting busted, yeah. you know, or anything nefarious, but it is in play. It's a Valerian oh, steel dagger in play. It's with Arya, who uses it to fight against Bran, uh, Brienne. Yes, Brienne and, of Tarth. Yeah, yeah what a great epic battle. Yes, yeah, yeah. so good. They were sparring. Yeah, exactly. just training, you know, kind of with each other. And I love that Brienne, like originally Arya had asked Brienne, remember, how did you learn how to fight like that? And she was like, oh, my father taught me. Yes. And then Brienne's telling her, how, who taught you to fight like that, Arya? He's like no one. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was good shit. But uh, but Braun was your high score with a yes. grand total of seventy points for the night. Uh, so yeah, he came in with a vengeance. And I just want to take a minute to say that like the draft that we're doing comes from The Verge. Yes. And they, they they have this lady on there. I'm gonna look up her name because I'm gonna <laughs> fucking slam the shit out of her right now. <laughs> this lady, the, the, these articles she writes. Yeah. Her name is Caitlin Tiffany, and she writes for The Verge, and she writes these. Uh, like synopsis things of the episodes and awards the points. Yes. Dude, I'm going to go on record right now and be like, you are a fucking idiot. You know, like <laughs> me, and, me and Sidra Bull talk about this every week. And we're, we, you know, we read through that whole article that she writes about why she's giving people points and her views on like what she's seeing. Yeah. And dude, she actually wrote in the article that Jamie Lannister is like trying to kill Dragon. 
yeah, you know, or yeah, Dragon, yeah, yeah. or however you yeah, pronounce yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. that he's trying to kill the dragon. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. The guy doesn't have a death wish. He's not a moron. Like, he's going to, like, he just got shot with a ballista, which apparently she doesn't know what that is. But yeah. she kept saying, like, the big crossbow that I married. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, Braun fires this ballista with a giant fucking, you know, iron spear into the side of it. And it was then, barbed too. Yeah, and that sure. doesn't it, like that didn't seem like it was gonna kill him. Yeah. But he saw the chance to take out Daenerys. Duh. Yeah. So he's riding to take out Daenerys, and then yeah. you know the dragon saves her. But I'm just like, man, this is a constant thing with this lady where it seems like she watches this show with her head up her ass <laughs> and her analysis of a scene. Like she was like, Tyrion is super bad at war because his plans keep getting fucked up. And you're like, no, dude, like. His plans and strategies are fucking great. He's yeah. just getting it's outdone. String of bad luck, yeah. yeah well, like or somebody's dropping some info. Yeah, you, you don't know. <laughs> so sit there and call a guy. But I'd love to see Caitlin fucking Tiffany go and fight a fucking war, you <laughs> stupid ass. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely we do enjoy the draft of thrones, but sometimes the awarding of points is gotta, something that it, we're... It, it, it. Oh, man, that Verge. They're just pissing me off with some of the scoring that they do out there. But anyways, that'll wrap up week four, that awesome, awesome episode. And let's go ahead and lead into week five. And I got to tell you, man, this is really making me want to go back and watch some Game of Thrones. I am so glad that I got my HBO package, bro. Like, I got that on Hulu. If you guys haven't checked that out, you can get HBO Now on Hulu. So it's pretty freaking sweet. You just add it right onto that package, and you don't need regular cable to see it. So pretty freaking cool. But let's get back to some Draft of Thrones action right here on the Power Hour of Love. Death and death and movies, death and movies. Who will die next? Who will die next? Who will die next? Horns for nudity and the violence. The violence with his schemes and stand his power. Who will rule the Iron Throne? Find out next week, find out next week, never this week, always next week. Man, I'm telling you, El Bandito, I can't get enough of that uh, theme song there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's it's grown on me quite a bit. I remember when we first put it together, I was like, you know, it's kind of long. You know, yeah. we were like, hey, it's only going to be around for six episodes, no big whoop. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to miss that when it's gone. Oh, man, you know it, man. And it's like that line that you put in there about, you know, not, not this week, always next week. <laughs> I mean, that is like so proven true. I mean, not that the episodes have been slacking, but man, like... Whew, There's you, still so <laughs> much more to come, and, oh, and every, every time you get to the end of an episode, you're just anticipating the next week, and it, it's been really fun getting to kind of watch it current. You know, if anyone's having a hard time keeping up, go grab the HBO Now. Oh, you yeah. know, uh, it's like once you get HBO now, it's available on your computer, your phone, your you know Xbox, like all sorts of stuff. You get the app for it; it's everywhere. But it gives you a month for free. Very cool. So you've only got what, two episodes left in the season. If you sure. grabbed it right now, you can watch all Binge six, eight up. of them, yep. whatever, and then you're out. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Don't all, have to pay nothing. <laughs> all for F-R-E-E. Absolutely, man. But uh, if you're not into spoilers, you know, you may want to tune away for a few minutes or, you know, uh, maybe fi find it a good time to go 
uh, check some websites or something. Absolutely. But, uh, we know what kind of websites you guys like if you're checking out Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> but for those of you who are all caught up, we're going to let you know that, boy, we had kind of a, a, a slow points week this week. Like yeah. Not, c- compared to the four and 500 weeks we've been having. I mean, it was um, still a very good episode, but yeah, yeah, you know, as far as The Verge's... Uh, uh, draft, which is what we use for yeah, you know, fantasier, yeah, yeah. fantasier. You know, they, they're you know, yeah, divvying out the points this week. They're very sparse. Yeah, it seems to be some confusion we're having as to whether or not Fantasier or The Verge is actually allocating points, but we don't care either way. They, they do a fun job about it, <laughs> sure. and they'll tweet one minute that like you know Daenerys won't get points for dragon kills and then the episode will come by and she gets a bunch of points for dragon kills and then this week you know Drogon killed some a couple of people oh yeah and uh, she didn't get any points so it's like hey whatever you guys are doing that's fine sounds just like those Harry Potter movies 500 points to Gryffindor <laughs> that's uh, but yeah absolutely yeah I mean it's 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 all for fun we're yeah. having a good time with it I'm sure you know not with this upcoming week but the following week I know we're going to really amp it up because we know that it's drawn to a close, and I'm sure some heads are going to roll. Yeah. But why don't you tell them what we were, what we were looking at this week, El Bandito? Well, Charbel got a three-way tie this week for oh, yeah. because very early on in the show, both of the uh, the Tarly commanders there got wiped out by Drogon. Those were the two people he killed, you know, Randall and his son Dickon. You know? <laughs> Even the dragon laughed at that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, somehow Jamie Lannister did escape. You know, Braun swam him like a half fucking mile to safety. You know, considering they're in armor, I'm pretty impressed, but whatever. I'm just happy they're alive. Not to mention, scene edit, now he's back in King's Landing. He must yeah. have the flash there with him, right? Yeah, seriously. And apparently those 10,000 Dothraki or whatever can't find one fucking yeah. dude. So I, I probably would have been prepared to scour the earth for that motherfucker, but whatever. You know it. Uh, but either way, so you get 50 points each for the memorable death of being torched alive by a dragon. Uh, for for yeah, your two uh, Tarly boys there, um, but also you gotta... char my ass. That's what I call <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> but uh, you also got a quick fifty points for Bran uh, warging into the Ravens as he saw the White Walkers yes. coming coming uh, down yes. to Eastwatch, which uh, made a spectacularly cool appearance in the opening credits with its little like. Oh yes, yes, yeah, Eastwatch popping up on there. We we watch the map very closely. Yeah, we do. It always gives you little hints on what's going on. But either way, uh, I didn't fare too well this week, but that's okay because uh, Charbel had some catching up to do anyways. Mm-hmm. But my top score was, of course, Jorah, who returning to Daenerys' camp kind of after getting cured of the grayscale yes. uh, is reappointed to his former position. So they gave him a generous 25-point bump just for getting his old job back. Man, and you know, he was looking really good for a guy that was like all scarred up like a few episodes ago, right? I mean, he was he, like... He did, but but again, it seems like every week for us is like a super fucking long time for them. Yeah, <laughs> there's some, yeah, weeks and stuff going by. Uh, I know it didn't get much in the point category, but, you know, seeing the return of Gendry was pretty cool. Hell yeah, that actually did get a lot of points. Oh, did I mean, it? He, he got 20 points for bashing people's faces in and yes. shit. And... Yeah, that's true, that's true. So he was, he was close behind. With the, yeah. but like I said, just because those fifty points that I got early on kind of outweighed the uh, definitely, definitely. Well, because you got fifty points from three different people, yes. so and that yes. puts you up one hundred and fifty real quick. But what's interesting, of course, about Gendry is that he was rescued by the Onion Knight, you know, <laughs> uh, yep. Sir Davos there. And what was really cool about that was, man, he was off the charts getting points for like his spectacular wit last oh, yeah. episode, where he was just making joke after joke after joke. It was really great. Yeah. Davos is pretty cool, man. 
And uh, of course, the the episode ends with the Magnificent Seven up at Eastwatch, you know, heading out into the snow. So that's going to be a pretty exciting and fun episode. I think it's really great the way they managed to pull together uh, just such an eclectic group of people that we followed from all over Westeros. Oh yeah, and they've somehow managed to bungle their way all together, and now they have <laughs> to trust each other and go out into the into the frozen north there and they're going to try to wrangle themselves up a white walker now an interesting fact i read from fantasy this morning which i'm hoping they're going to honor is that there is no kill limit on white walkers oh wow yeah. okay so okay. this this may drastically change what's going on hey, well, in our draft next week absolutely i mean i know you got your boy john snow up there but i have a <laughs> feel i i'm pretty sure a good handful of those other cats i i have those under oh, my I, belt so. yeah i know you got the hound i know yeah. he's gonna crack some freaking skulls yeah. so that'll be pretty nice but again i think i'm on point with i think uh the Valerian steel, I think I've got on my side. So. That's true. Yeah. Well, like we don't really know if the dragon glass has been tempered yet, or if, if mm-hmm. I, I would think being that John was like, "Hey, we need to get this," that he would take at least a couple pieces with him. Yeah. But same thing. That's where I thought Gendry's role was going to be. I thought he was going to be over there, like you know, putting together some weapons. But he's like, "No, I want to come with you." And I mean. Not that I want to throw out any super spoilers, but I mean, just looking at the the preview for next week, it looks like at some point the Hound wields Gensery's hammer. So we'll have to see what comes of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also the, uh, uh, what's his name, Barrick, the one-eyed yes, guy? Yes, yes. Yeah, he ends up, looks like in the, the preview they were showing, he may set a sword ablaze. Oh, definitely. So Fulfilling we, the Lord of Light prophecy. Yeah, we, yeah. we might have some pretty cool action next week. We'll have to tune in and see what happens. I know as of right now, at 1195, I've got about a 200-point lead on you. Yes. Uh, and, and you're sitting comfortably at a 980, though. Yeah, so, so it's not going to take much magic use for you to, you know, conquer me there. And considering you got Arya and Bran both yes. rocking the magic, and apparently the Night King's magic don't fucking count because <laughs> I swear he dispelled the warg, but whatever. I would say if this was D and D, that would have definitely been some sense magic right there, or like you said, <laughs> the spell. So yeah. I, I know where you're coming from there, Albandita. Nah, it's yeah, all good though. Like I said, but you know how it is, man. Two hundred points. I mean, that's not too too bad when, especially when we're talking about an, ep, you know, the the last two episodes coming so, oh definitely man. for the yeah, well, season well yeah. we'll have to see what happens considering i got no points for the night king this week no points for drogon and daenerys this week yeah i'm, I'm hoping maybe uh you know my boy Jon Snow will will do me proud and run that Valerian steel through a whole bunch of people out there and of course jorah's with him yes. so you know maybe he'll recognize his father's sword and very, you know help true. him out you know we'll so we'll see what's up so we'll Abs- see how it goes absolutely man definitely well all right, well, it's coming down to the final few episodes here of the Draft of Thrones. So I hope you're enjoying this replay of it all on this beautiful Thanksgiving night. And now it's only a matter of time before we find out who won. You just heard the scores, 1,100 to about 900 points. So me and Senor Boyle are neck and neck, and this journey into the frozen north may give him a decisive lead. Let's find out in Episode 6 of Season 7 of Game of Thrones at our replay of the Draft of Thrones. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, this, even though it was episode six, this was like the episode nine yeah. of the season. Always that second to last episode there. You know? uh, yeah, man. What 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 a, uh, what, what an awesome, awesome episode. I have to say it definitely tops up there in like some of my, my, my favorite Game of Thrones episodes. Oh, yeah. The second to last episodes of the season are always the ones where they have the heavy hitting kind of action and that kind of twisty mind fucking like stuff, you know. So it's definitely an awesome episode. 
And uh, dude, it, yeah, that's going to last. That's going to ring out and be something that people always remember about this show. So full on spoilers ahead. Make sure to tune away now and come back with us in a few minutes. Because dude, the Night King, our all-star javelin Olympic thrower <laughs> from Westeros 2017, absolutely took down a dragon. Oh, yeah, not just any dragon. We're talking about Viserion, the one named after Daenerys' asshole brother. So, <laughs> Arguably be, not uh, the worst to go first. <laughs> well, you know, I would have thought to really pierce her heart, it would have definitely been uh, Drogon, being that that's like her favorite. You know, those other yeah. two don't get much love. You know, they got to hang out back at the island and stuff. So. <laughs> but you can tell it definitely affected uh, Danny uh, on the episode, you that's, know. And, yeah, but that's how you can tell the show's getting soft in its old age, you know, because I have a feeling, uh, you know, 2000. 2014, they would have dropped Drogon like he was a bad habit. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. But nowadays yeah. they're like, oh, okay, well, don't kill Dro. Oh, don't, 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 don't kill Jon Snow. He fell in the water, but he's okay. <laughs> well, that's one thing I definitely want to mention. Just so everybody knows, I loved the episode. That was great. Yes. I'll watch it over and over again. But there are, it, it still has its Swiss cheese moments, you know, just like anything yeah. else. There's definitely stuff to critique. And one of the things I wanted to mention was like, man. They must be taking some stuff from video games because, yeah, they've got the fast travel down pretty quick here. <laughs> you know, Gendry got from wherever the fuck they were out in the <laughs> yeah. across, back from the wall, but got, got back to Eastwatch, mm -hmm. then uh, was able to send a raven, which then had to fly to Dragonstone for the, then Danny to get it and then, you know, fly the dragon up there. You know, I mean, I know, you know, I don't, we don't know what the dragon, you know, dragon might be just going 300 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But I mean, it's like, it just seemed like it was so fast for her to get there in less than 24 hours. Absolutely. But, it's yeah. always seemed that way to Game of Thrones to me, though. I mean, last week we saw Jamie Lannister cross from the Highlands to yeah. King's Landing in, in a half a second. But again, I think there's something to be said for that timeline of editing in the sense of like, we really don't know how much time's going by sure. when they ch change from one scene to the next. Now, in this case, we kind of did. We were following the adventures <laughs> of the men standing on the lake, and I get that. But from the point that they sent Gendry to the part where Daenerys showed up, seemed like 24 hours. Yeah. That's you know, I, I mean, yeah. at least 12 or 16, because it seemed like they sat out all night on the water. Yeah. I'm, I still have more of a problem with why did they even wait? What, what were the rights waiting for yeah. to attack? <laughs> now, I've heard a couple of interesting theories, right? Our initial one was like, you know, was Bran doing something that kept them at bay? Yeah. Right. We were kind of thinking about that. But I, I heard two other really awesome theories. One was that. You remember they started cracking the ice and the rights were falling in the water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, someone said like maybe they thought that the ice was too thin and it wasn't until the hound threw that big ass rock that they realized like, shit, we can walk out here. And then they got like kind of the balls back about them to walk oh, out there. Oh, that's, right? yeah. That but even better fun. than that, and I'll tell you, this will fix up your timeline too. Someone said like the Night King and the other riders, the other actual White Walkers, all showed up with spears attached to the back of their horses. Uh -huh. And they have a picture of the scene where they show them with the spears. They think they set a trap to get the dragons out there. Oh, yeah. And they were yeah, baiting yeah. them to get Danny to come. I see what you're saying. Like they were waiting for. Yeah. yeah. That could, those are those are very good theories. I'm 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 definitely into like always reading the theories and kind of like try not to let them take over. You know, because sure. you know, they usually don't come true. But it's like no, that's <laughs> that's a the one with the rock makes a lot of sense that they saw it and they were like, hey, wait a minute, we can walk out there. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But like we said earlier, we definitely got our draft of thrones stuff that we got to cover for right now.
Absolutely. Uh, the Night King, of course, taking out a dragon to earn a swift 150 points of the single javelin to the heart of the series. Oh, yeah. And picked up another 50 extra points for some shit. I forget what he the did. Magic. What did he do? Oh, the, the magic. magic. Yes, because yeah, yeah. he used the magic to raise him at the end. Duh. You called I that one, Elvin. I did, you right? Like, like when yes, we were watching the show, I was so stoked about it and I forgot. <laughs> but again, what I, I neither one of us called that I was completely taken off guard with was the fact that igniting your sword and fire yeah. was also magic use, which Barrick did a record number of four times, <laughs> earning himself a swift 250 points, getting the extra 50 for killing a bunch of whites. Yes. So, uh, man, I was really like, holy shit, because you had the majority of the of the men who walked out there, oh, and they yeah. all got like their standard kill rates for everything. So I was like, holy crap. I'm still kind of pissed that Daenerys isn't getting kills for Drogon, but <laughs> whatever. In the end, that basically ties us up, you know, yeah. where you got 625 points this week, I got 515, leading uh, leaving us with 1710 for me, mm-hmm. and 16.05 for you. It's a difference of only 105 points between you and me going into the final episode. So it's <sighs> awesome that the final episode will decide it all. Oh, you know it, El Bandito. And yeah, like we, you know, I remember last year, I'll be honest, like I had, you know, Ramsey. Yeah. And I was like, you know, even though he died in episode nine, yeah. it was the Battle of the Bastards one. Like he picked up so many points for like taking out one one and all those other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, oh hell yeah, man! There's no way that I could be defeated. And then Cersei <laughs> blows up the sept of Baylor, and that just completely squashed me. I was like, yeah. shit, you know. So yeah, don't don't discount that last episode. People uh, are absolutely. probably going to go down or get captured or something. <laughs> Stuff's going to happen. Well, I, I can tell you what's definitely helping out is the extra long runtime that they announced of uh 81 minutes Ooh, so, the longest episode yet yeah an extra 21 minutes of ass kicking and treachery to go down and hopefully earn some points for one of us to become the king of the draft of thrones oh yeah man it's gonna be exciting i can't wait to talk about it all right well it all comes down to this episode seven season seven of game of thrones is gonna decide who our champion is in the draft of thrones will it be me Will it be Senor Boyle? Find out in the upcoming segment here, the final part of the Draft of Thrones. I want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Hope you enjoyed a nice, lovely Thanksgiving dinner, and I hope you enjoy the finale of the Draft of Thrones. Man, I'm really sad, El Bandito. Oh, why's that? Cause, man, this is the last time we're going to get to hear that (laughs) awesome track before you know like you know what what are they saying like what what 2020 or something we're gonna get the next season of game of thrones oh man they said it's gonna be a while you know but it's worth it they shoot on location so they need it to actually snow and shit like that (laughs) so you know their vfx department i'm sure is working freaking super crazy overtime but it takes time to make that show look as good as it does so yeah however long it takes i'm willing to wait but for now uh season seven is a wrap it is complete. Uh, the finale was amazing, and we're oh, gonna yeah. we're gonna go over all the statistics and everything here tonight. So it should be pretty rocking. But make sure you realize there's definite spoilers ahead. So once you're caught up on the show, join us right here. Oh yeah, man! 
I mean, where do we where do we begin with this episode? <laughs> All right, so the episode started with like that big gathering, everybody who went to kind of this dragon arena, you know, mm-hmm. and they're talking about this big dragon arena, and all of the the armies there have all sent their leaders to kind of get together and talk about going to the north and fighting the Night King. Yes. You know, after Jon Snow and his band of merry men, who you had like all of them in the draft and made buco points with last week, managed to capture a white alive and bring it back down to King's Landing. Yep. So they're all here in King's Landing at the beginning, and they just started having a smorgasbord of uh, reunions. Oh, you yeah. know, and, and that was kind of the theme of the entire season, you know, which I know you liked reuniting. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but everybody was kind of getting together, and man, it was like. Braun, Tyrion together, Tyrion, Podrick together, yep. freaking Brienne and the Hound oh, reunion. That was so cool. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, and then Cersei and Tyrion reunion, you know, the Hound, the Mountain reunion, Jon Snow and Cersei reunion. Just everybody was getting together everywhere after they hadn't seen each other for a long time. And it was no slouch and kind of cool witticisms and cuts between all of them, which do count towards points towards the drafty just a yes. little bit, but you had five or 10 points here or there. The Hound obviously talking to the mountain telling him oh but you know who's coming for you you know that was kind of a mysterious line we don't really know who's coming for the mountain but it was pretty cool uh cersei cutting down Jon snow with hey the dead will come to the north first so have fun dealing with them (laughs) pretty cold Cold that was definitely pretty fuckety so you know some some pretty awesome fun stuff going on in in the beginning of the show cersei really getting the shit scared out of her by that white that attacks her man was pretty wild yep yep so what what do you think of the opening of the show oh man i thought it was really cool it was nice to see those characters like i said even some who haven't seen each other for a while and just some of the it was it was very reminiscent to the episode before where you had a bunch of people together that didn't know each other where this is like kind of recapping like to see how they're going to interact. I mean, you know, Tyrion stepped up to do his thing. And of course, immediately Euron, who's a character he's never, you know, really had any things with besides Euron messing up all of his plans. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so of course Tyrion like doesn't like that guy, but it was like, it was cool because ultimately like they were like, Hey, you know, we're here to talk about something else, not about Theon and all this other bullshit. You know? So, but then like you said, the whole thing with the, the hound leaving, I was kind of a little like, where's he going? And I was like, Oh, he has to get that box. I was happy with that. And then when Cersei left, you know, the first time to walk away, it was yeah. kind of like, oh, man, Jon Snow. Yeah, you know, it th- was an oh, man <laughs> moment, but I have to say Cersei was playing ball a lot more than she normally does. Oh, yeah. I mean, Euron was like, this fucking terrifies me. And he walks off, you know, when he sees yeah. the white and you're like, holy shit, like this is really rattling King's Landing. Yeah. And even Cersei's like really considering what's going on until, of course, like you said, she tells Jon Snow, well, just, you know, say that you won't attack me and everything will be cool. Yeah. And Jon Snow fucks it all up by being like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to lie. So, you know, I already bent the knee to Daenerys and consider her my queen. And everybody, I mean, everybody there, from <laughs> Daenerys herself, Tyrion, everyone was like, Dude, you couldn't have just been like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you couldn't have just lied to Cersei like this fucking horrible bitch, and it, you couldn't just lie to her. It turned into an episode of Everyone Hates John. <laughs> I mean, they were all just giving him the stink eye and being like, oh, why did we bring a Stark? <laughs> so Tyrion makes the the sacrifice to go in and talk to Cersei himself, which is pretty ballsy on his part. I'm really surprised the Mountain didn't just carry him in there by his collar and be like, you want to talk to this shithead? I'm gonna throw him out the window. <laughs> yeah. But in a 
scene where Cersei, Lena Henley, just looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, I always think she's a looker. I mean, you tell me all the time you don't think she's that great looking. But, man, I always think she's cute as fuck. I got a thing for bad women, you know? <laughs> but, man, did she look good. I don't know if it's the kind of quote-unquote glow that she has from kind of being pregnant or, or just her <laughs> calm demeanor, whatever. But, man, she was just stunning. Um, and she kind of really had a, just a great scene with Tyrion. The two of them kind of getting together, getting all that stuff out on the table about their family and everything like that. Oh, yeah. It was just awesome. And, uh, you know, Tyrion comes out by himself. And I remember joking with it. I'm like, boy, he's going to fall over with a knife in his back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, Cersei follows him out and says, yeah, that she'll join them in the north and fight. And, and all the armies will go to the north and fight the Night King. So you're like, wow, I cannot believe that Cersei would like really play ball like that oh, and, yeah. and do the right smart thing for once. And, and we shouldn't have believed it. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't have. What was maybe about, what, about five minutes later we learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a short while later she ends up telling Jamie that she's not honoring yeah. that deal whatsoever and she wants him to take back their uh, holdings in the Riverland and stuff like that yeah. while they're off fighting in the North. Um, to which Jamie's like, man, to his credit, is like, no, dude, like yeah. we made an oath and shit. And did you see is, that thing? <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is way more important, you yeah. know. And he says he's gonna go and help him, and and Cersei threatens to cut him down. Yeah, I know that was kind of like, whoa, you know. I know you were sitting behind me, like, no way, no yeah. way. <laughs> I know, and she even called him the stupidest Lannister. <laughs> yeah, and then man, when the Mountain drew the sword, I really thought Jamie's number was up. Oh yeah, and I have to say they appropriately gave him credit uh, for his witty line. I don't believe you. Yeah. That he says while he just walks away just hard like a fucking boss. Like he's like, man, if the mountain's going to kill me, he's going to need to stab me in the fucking back. Yeah. You know? Which um, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. And and he, he, but he called Cersei's bluff. Yeah. You know? And it's about time someone did, you know? And, and, uh, and good for him that he went to join the fight in the north. Yeah. So that was really awesome. Meanwhile, up in Winterfell, I know you got the news on what happened up in Winterfell. <laughs> Well, definitely, yeah, you know, it started off with, you know, a little meeting of the minds between Sansa and Littlefinger, which definitely played into heavily of, like, Littlefinger saying to Sansa, oh, hey, you know, whenever I'm trying to, you know, figure out a situation, I, I assume the worst, mm -hmm. and then, you know, go from there and pretty much try to break it down like that, which pretty much was leading, you know, the audience to believe that, uh, you know, Sansa was going to accuse uh Arya of all the things which I mean Arya hasn't committed treason but I mean she's definitely murdered people and sure. stuff like that so she calls Arya to the uh, to the meeting hall which then quickly turns the tables on Lord Baelish and they find out that she's actually <laughs> accusing him of all these things such as treason and murder which Littlefinger absolutely has done <laughs> us as viewers. We know all the things that he's been a, a, a tribute to. Definitely. Um, he definitely has protected Sansa in the past, but at the same time has used her equally as he used Cat as a pawn. So, yeah, definitely. Ultimately, it came down to Littlefinger on his hands and knees pleading for his own life. Now, me, I'm a big fan of the Littlefinger character. Mm -hmm. Reading the books, he's the only character that doesn't have a point of view, which makes him very suspicious on what his motives always were. And to kind of see him deduced to just some swarmy little, like, pretty much what you assumed he always was, but to not, like, have, like, a real motive except he just wanted more power. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, ah, oh, well, that's kind of a letdown. But who knows, like, 
at the same time, they're trying to get over with all this political stuff. You know, yeah. they're like, the main thing that matters is the war. Yeah. And as Cersei still is a threat, the political aspect is still <laughs> in play. But yes, ultimately, Arya cut down Lord Baelish in front of a whole audience, which I think was like the smartest thing they could have done. Yeah, but, smartest thing a Stark's done in a long time. <laughs> and having Bran there to pretty much certify all the things while him saying that when... uh, uh Littlefinger held Ned Stark at knife point and yep. was like, I told you not to trust me. He threw that little finger and you could just tell Littlefinger's eyes were like, oh I, shit. <laughs> I, I did not realize what I was messing with here. Absolutely, you know? so, man. Cause yeah, when that scene was going down and I was like, where's Sansa getting this info? It, it like didn't yeah. even occur to me. Oh <laughs> shit. Like Bran fucking knows all this shit and oh, they yeah. finally caught up with all of his bullshit. And, and I will admit you've always told me throughout, you know, uh, all you read in the book and, and us watching the show together that you really kind of considered Baelish to be this kind of, you know, back burner bond villain who's yes. going to show up and really pull the wool over everyone yeah. because he has, he's orchestrated some amazing shit. He's pretty much you know? the one who got this whole thing all happening. Like, yeah. He's the reason this show really has kind of done what it's done. So Absolutely. Yeah. But he did, he got stuck in Winterfell here and kind of yeah. couldn't find a good game plan to get out yep. or, or to get advantage. And he knew he had to prop up Sansa to do it. Yeah. You know, and he had to get rid of Arya when she showed up, and now John was gone, so it was only a matter of time before he could cozy up to Sansa, and the two of them could take Winterfell and the Vale, yeah. and now have some real serious power and dominion over the whole North and some of the Midlands there. But yeah, that all came screaming down thanks to Bran figuring out all the little fingers fucking bullshit and yeah it sucks to see him reduced to kind of a a sniveling little shit but i have to say for all the horrid awful deaths that we get out of this show it seems like every two seasons they give us a good kill of a bad guy that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside which just makes you wonder who's going to be on the list uh next year or uh, Uh, next season (laughs) yeah pretty much anyone still alive is on the list for next season (laughs) to get killed so but ultimately we're here to talk about the draft it was an awesome episode there was plenty more to go on from there um but let's let's start talking points and the next scene is something that really contributed a lot of surprising points in the hands of theon oh yeah yeah talk about redemption yeah he ended up confronting harag and and i have to say we mock a lot the uh the lady who writes for the verge and she does her commentary where she's like the first 45 minutes of this episode was like the real housewives it was just people bitching at each other i'm like what a stupid ass shut up you don't know nothing and then she's here talking about theon's redemption and she's like Oh, of course Theon had the opportunity to redeem himself. He was bolstered by staring into the eyes of Jon Snow for 240 uninterrupted seconds. And I'm just like, oh my God, lady, get off that dude's dick, man. Oh, well, absolutely, man. You know, she's been doing this whole, I mean, pretty much Jon Snow, I'm surprised he wasn't the highest score for this. (laughs) Luckily, that's handled by The Verge and not by this lady. Well, no, it's handled by Fantasia. Oh, is it? Okay, okay. But so what's what's funny is that... uh, so ultimately, Theon does like step up to the plate, tell his men he wants to go and save his sister that Euron has yep. and everything there, and uh, has to throw down with Harag, you know, yeah. the kind of 
like back burner sort of character that we were we were surprised was even in the draft. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but so Theon beats this dude within an inch of his life, earning yeah. himself twenty five points, gains a purpose in his life, which they considered a promotion, <laughs> granting him an extra twenty five points. And he has an epic like kind of remembrance scene with John about the past and about Ned Stark, um, giving them both a plus five bonus for uh talking about the past, which is, you know, just something they do <laughs> absolutely i know we saw that in the coming soon trailers of like theon kind of like falling into the water and i know we were both kind of like what the hell is that about but of course that was after he had that epic fight with harag and like you know mm-hmm. he was obviously exhausted but he has regained the uh following of at least those what like what 20 guys that are out there <laughs> yeah, so, yeah hey you know they could definitely go in and cause some trouble hey man you know out in the open seas you know it's, it's anybody's game <laughs> yeah. you know so the episode wraps up with sam you know finally showing up down at uh at winterfell or up in winterfell i guess i should mm-hmm. say if it's in the north and he meets up with bran and the two of them reveal what we've all been waiting for the history and legend of Jon snow we find out that he's really aegon targaryen uh, and that he is the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Oh, yeah. And what a cool sequence seeing the actual like wedding of Lyanna and Rhaegar. So it kind of with sh- Bran in the background, which I thought was really cool. You yes, know? <laughs> yes. But, you know, because I'm mean, even so far in the story, you still didn't know if, you know, Rhaegar like, you know, kidnapped her and raped her. You know, yeah. We knew they got married, but who, who's to say that guy didn't force her mm-hmm. to marry him? But the fact that it was a, a, a peaceful union, yeah. she obviously loved this guy. And the whole line where it's like, Robert's rebellion was a lot was started on a lie. Yeah. Like that, I mean, you, you want to talk about little, little finger orchestrating stuff? I mean, the real sum of the thing, not to say that Ares wasn't crazy already, mm-hmm. you know, because the Mad King was the Mad King. But, yeah. you know, the whole thing with, you know, Robert's Rebellion is what, what kind of kickstarted all the things that happened in Game of Thrones. So Absolutely, man. Yeah, like a, a bunch of crazy shenanigans came out of that sort of misunderstanding that yeah. those two ran off to get married together. And then, you know, Robert's Rebellion was him trying to go and save Lyanna and you know here she was in love with this guy yeah. like everything was fine you know so again send a raven bitch what are you doing <laughs> well, you know? Yeah, i know we were joking about it last night robert ultimately ended up in the friend zone yeah he decided to start a war over <laughs> yeah no doubt and, and and it's like i get that shit because like sometimes you get friend zoned and you see like the girl that you like run off with some dick bag and you're like i just want to murder a village <laughs> you know? oh and totally you know he thought he was doing the right thing and stuff but i mean like you know there's still definitely some shade to that whole story you know but it, it, it it's it's just nice to see it that we knew that she wasn't just a victim of like rape or so, you know because yeah. I mean, that would have been kind of like oh that's kind of shitty i mean he's a bastard and he's still a bastard in that sense but being that they were married he's legitimized as uh you know Uh, yeah yeah so pretty exciting stuff there and just as the two lay down to bed together in a nice warm (laughs) romantic scene you think to yourself oh man you know what a nice warm cozy feeling i have watching this perverted incest on my tv (laughs) hbo and then bam We get to East Watch. Oh, my gosh. I remember we were seeing that <laughs> scene where you were like, I'm like, dude, where the hell is this? And you're like, that's East Watch. And yeah. Like, oh, you're right. It is I was East like, Watch. this is happening, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so guess who rolls in stoic as ever on his <laughs> brand new ice dragon where he looks just totally unimpressed with everything all the time, you know? 
and <laughs> melted the goddamn fucking wall, man. <laughs> that, that that was a scene right there. I mean, he just because nobody knew if it was gonna breathe fire, if it was gonna be right. ice. I mean, that's definitely some blue fire that's shooting. Yeah, that, yeah. you know, melting that wall. But man, yeah, and then just that last scene of like pretty much the undead like crossing over. You know, probably for the first time in what two thousand or however many years that they've said since they the walls been around. You know. It's, oh, no it, doubt, man. So it 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 all gets pretty hairy there at the end. Tormund and Barrack look like they're crushed under the the remains of Eastwatch, but they're not shown dead. So who knows? Maybe with some luck, they'll end up in a snowdrift and come back and <laughs> you know manage to hide away and and survive and live to fight another day. But. All I can say is the Night King rode in, earned himself a solid 110 points in the final volley for taking Eastwatch and for killing a number of red shirts and ended up being the highest scorer of the night, ultimately the highest scorer of the entire season. Yeah, the whole draft. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, for someone that didn't do much early on, these last two episodes (laughs) have really... uh, Really bumped him up. No but. doubt. I remember I got him pretty late in the draft, too. Yeah. You know, and I know I wanted to pick him. Like, as soon as I saw he was still available, I was like, holy shit, let me get this cat. Because if if, if something goes down, yeah, he, he's going to be at the center of it. You well, know? it went down, that's for sure. <laughs> Dragon went down, wall went down, shit went down. But yeah, absolutely, man. Well, my highest score for this episode was Bran Stark. He got a whopping 80 points, and that's because, you know, he was doing his warging where he yeah. actually saw the wall come down, which is great because now he can inform everyone at Winterfell that that shit happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, you know, he had the vision. Like, he went back in time and, and looked at the Lyanna thing and, mm-hmm. and uh, her telling Ned, like, oh, hey, you know, he's Aegon Targaryen. You have to protect him, mm-hmm. you know, and... um it really makes you wonder. Remember when Ned was like, I'll tell you next time I see you who your yeah. mother was? It's like, holy shit, man. That was going to eventually like let him know what was happening. But. Yeah, but think of it this way. Ned was going to tell him after he joined the fucking Night's Watch. Yeah. yeah you know? So, so yeah. it's like when you think about that, you think about how smart Ned really was about telling this kid who he was. Because <laughs> he was true. like, you always honor fucking oaths. And we know he's instilled that in Jon Snow. And then yes. he made him join the Night Watch. So guess what? He was getting rid of the Targaryen line anyways. Absolutely. No, he definitely had a plan. But hey, let's see who who came in third place this episode. (laughs) Well, that amazing 55 points earned by Theon managed to tie him up in third place with Jon Snow, who ended up with an extra 10 points over Daenerys, who came in just behind them for killing the White. Okay. You know, because otherwise Jon Snow and Daenerys got the same amount of points for nudity, yeah. sex with a blood relative, you know, and sure. talking about the past. I still think the Hound should have got a couple points for disassembling the white. Yeah, seriously. He should have got an incapacitated like, bonus so. for it, you know? Well, you know how it is. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Well, so that's the breakdown of last night's exciting episode. I know some of you guys who've been following the draft pretty close may have guessed who's won between the two of us, but just real quick... To, to kind of give you guys a good idea of, of, of how we've been going along, let's run through the highest scores of each episode so far. So episode one uh, was your first pick in the draft. Arya ended oh, up taking 115 point for killing uh, Frey. And all of his men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It pretty much took, took down House Frey. No more House Frey. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, man. Well, episode two... Euron came in at the last minute on his ship, wrecked some ass, kidnapped one of the Sand Sisters and Yara, killed two of them. Yep. You know, just wrecked fucking shop and earned a whopping 115 points. All right. Also, one of your picks. Oh, yeah. 
episode three, Jamie comes in with a whopping 130 points for taking out Lady Elena and conquering Highgarden. Also one of my picks. (laughs) It's not looking too good for me, man. All right, episode four, the amazing episode where the dragons finally come into play, burn down a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. Most of Danny's points get taken away in a revision (laughs) because it didn't actually happen at Highgarden, and she doesn't get points for kills on on, uh, the dragon. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Braun ends up being the highest score of the episode with a total of 70 points. Oh, yeah. Uh, episode five, Bran ties with the two Tarleys, you know, the father <laughs> and son who got their exit bonus of 50 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bran gets 50 points for magic use. Gotcha. So you had the two Tarleys. I so did. That... I had both of them. Yeah. So finally, I'm high scoring, yes. but I'm tying with you on the high score. Yes. Episode six. The kind of Magnificent Seven going out there. I only had Jorah Mormont. Yeah. So you easily and took... And Jon Snow. <laughs> oh, and Jon Snow. Yes, and Jon Snow. But you easily took the highest spot there with Beric getting a whopping 250 points. The highest single total of any episode. Oh, yeah. And that was mostly for him doing Flame On. Absolutely. His, uh, sword there. <laughs> no doubt. Episode Seven, the highest scorer... The Night King. Oh, shit. Coming in, wrecking up Eastwatch and everything over there. Uh, One of my draft picks, so I'm excited. Look, that's the only time that I got the high score out of every episode this season. So you definitely had, like, the Yankee all-star draft pick where you picked every single most valuable MVP fucking player. But I hate to say it, Senor Boyle, I had the Moneyball freaking picks where I may not have had the highest scores, but I had guys that consistently got points every single episode. And in the end... I edged you out by a margin of 65 points. I know. It's so close, man. I mean, that's almost as sharp as an edge of Valerian steel right there, man. It's, <laughs> it's so close. I mean, you know, when we did this last year, you know, ultimately, like with Cersei blowing up the Sept of Baylor, there was no there was no cap on red shirts. So sure. literally she earned like 500 points, which I was winning that draft too yeah and the person that played that character like went past me and i was like how how did they how did they win and it was because yeah it's because of the cersei doing what she did so this year they, they rounded it out a little better smoothed it put a cap yeah. on on red shirts there was also some you know meaningful characters in the set but uh, absolutely and they added the exit bonus for people yes. that died so that was really nice you know but in the end yeah i had 1910 points you had 1,855 points. And what's really cool is, you know, we'd like to thank Fantasier, sure. who hosted this whole draft on their website, and they issue out these points and track it all. They have such a great website. They do fantasy football and all sorts of other shows. Mm-hmm. So go and check out their webpage. Um, they have a graph on there where we can watch our progression over the episodes, mm-hmm. and we're just bouncing back and forth, neck and neck, <laughs> every couple episodes. Because you'd, you'd like kind of hang back for a few episodes, and then you would jump up ahead because one of your guys fucking scored a ton of points. Oh, you know it, man. No, it was good. It was a lot of fun. It definitely brought a different dynamic to the show. Yeah. And uh, it's fun when you're even rooting for the bad guys to get something, <laughs> you know. But definitely, El Bandito, congratulations. I dubbed you the Boyle Slayer. 
<laughs> well, it was a, it's a title I will proudly wear uh, into next season when we are going to host an open draft oh, um, yeah. right here on the Power Hour of Love where we will put out our email and information next season so that everyone can join our draft who'd like to join and you can compete. We'll make sure there's prizes and all sorts of fun shit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so... You know, we hope you guys enjoyed the Game of Thrones as much as we have this year. We hope you guys enjoyed the Draft of Thrones. And make sure to tune back in when Season eight's rolling around so that we can conclude this awesome, awesome series. Absolutely, man. I, I You know, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, man. Well, the smell of sweet victory is the only thing that can beat out the smell of the awesome Thanksgiving dinner I had. I hope all you beautiful people out there had a great holiday as well. And I thank you for tuning in tonight checking out the show and reliving the draft of thrones with me now again for season eight coming up in 2018 we'll host an open draft so make sure to keep up with us here at the power hour of love whether you want to listen to us at podunk radio thursday nights at 10 p.m whether you want to catch our live broadcast which starts at 9 p.m every monday night or if you want to head over to our youtube page you can check out all of our playthrough and reviews and we'll soon be posting our facebook live videos on youtube as well So we're doing everything we can to get in touch with all you beautiful people out there, and we hope you get in touch with us. But for now, enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend, and we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great, but what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking... We should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce.